What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack. And today, we have a great episode for you. One of my favorites. We This is our second annual NFL free agency preview. We did one last year around this time. And uh, the only one I remember that I got right was Dante Fowler to the Falcons. I was very happy. Because he knew there was like some like small connection there that you found. Right. I don't know. I don't. Yes, you're correct. I don't remember what it was, but I just am yeah. very proud that I got that correct. <laughs> um, but like I said, we will be, we will be previewing some some of the more more prominent free agents across all the positions. Um, obviously there's a ton, so we just picked out some that stood out to us, bigger names, and we also gave what we what we think they'll sign for. How many how many years? How much money? And um, we'll go into why we think they're a good fit for that particular team and uh, so on and so forth. Um, are you ready to get started? I'm so ready. I think this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode today. Jack thinks that we, we can we can get through it quickly, but we'll see how it goes. We're just going to just sit back and relax. This It'll probably week. be like 20 minutes. No, it'll be somewhere between 20 minutes and two hours and 20 minutes. So it's a good estimate. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get with us. Okay, we'll start at the very top at the quarterback position. Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of names at the quarterback position that are getting thrown out there that potentially could change teams, most notably Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, but those are they would have to be trades. Um, there's only one quarterback really out there of significance that's going to like 100% be a starter next season. There's other names like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, um, Jameis Winston. James, yeah. Those are fringe starters um, at this point. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there's only one name, and that is Dak Prescott, that wherever he signs will be uh, a starting quarterback, assuming he's healthy from his ankle injury. He will be. Um, so what do you think of Dak well, we know what you think of Dak, but where is Dak going to be playing football and will they come to an agreement in Dallas where he goes somewhere else? Um, what do you think? You can start. Uh, I got him back in Dallas. Um, maybe just partly because I really want him to be back because um, I like the situation for his fantasy production. Um, the deal I have, I wrote down for for Dak is 145 million for four years, which that puts him at an annual value of 36.25 million. Um, I mean, I feel like these contract talks with Dak have been going on for like four years now. (laughs) And uh, there's been rejected offers either way. I'm sure multiple times. And I don't really, I mean, no one, I guess really knows what has been offered, what's out there. Um, But I settled on this because, well, one, I don't think he's going to get a long deal, like a seven to 10 year plus deal. Cause I think, um, I think he wants a shorter deal, which that'd be more, uh, I guess that's more advantageous, advantageous. I think that's the word for the quarterback. Um, just because the market resets every year and quarterbacks getting paid higher and higher. So 
uh, that would benefit the quarterback getting a shorter deal, which I think that's important to him. Uh, and quite honestly, the Cowboys got some money to spend, not a ton. And I don't know exactly how they'd get this done, but I, I think they would. Uh, I don't know. But I think that Jerry Jones uh, genuinely wants to have Dak back. Um, Dak kind of holds a lot of leverage with the whole injury situation. He got injured. And I mean, they, they were one and four when he was healthy, but they really looked like a mess, the whole team for the latter part of the season when he was out. So um, what do you think? What do you have? Yeah, I have him going back to Dallas as well. That seems to be the consensus. I mean, people are speculating on some other teams, but for the most part, people are having him back in, in Dallas. I have four years, $150 million. Well, you paid him more than me. So that would be... 37.5. Yep. And that would be third in the NFL behind uh, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Isn't it Russ? Russ is 35, so he'd be okay. a little bit over Russ. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, I really think that that's a deal he should accept. That's probably what he's going to go for, um, like mid-30s to upper-30s probably. So. Right. Yeah, he's 26. This would have him at 30 when the time and the deal is done. And then he could, um, like you said, yeah, I would be very surprised if with the amount of like back and forth, this is gone. I really don't think it'd be more than four. Do you think Mahomes 10 is just crazy. I'm looking at it again here, like 10 years. It's going to be 34, 35 when it's over. Do you think that he would, uh, Potentially sit out if they tag him again. No, I don't think he would because like quarter. I, I mean, wonder. I, I'm I, from top of my head, quarterback. I can't think of a quarterback who's been tagged two times in a row. But wasn't Kirk Cousins? Maybe he was, but if that's the only situation, it's just tougher quarterback to sit out. I don't know. I guy. I feel like the quarterback, since they're like really are the leader of the team, um, they just won't sit out. I don't know. They want to be avail- available for their team. And I don't think Dak would. That's just tough to tag someone twice. I know the Steelers did with Le'Veon. He sat out. Um, and players of other players who've been potentially tagged twice have threatened to sit out. I just don't see Dak doing it. Wouldn't it but be that's really- tougher. If it, I don't know. That's kind of a scummy move if Jerry Jones tags him again after having that brutal season-ending injury. You know what I mean? Right. And again, I we, we were saying before we started recording that I said that I I have a good understanding of the franchise tag and how it works. Still not 100% sure of all the nuances because there are a lot of nuances to it. But I think from what I've read and researched that in order to, if you get tagged again, they have to pay you 120% of what you made last year. And he made and the franchise tag for him was 31.5. So I think they'd have to, like, it, I don't even know if that's like possible for them to do. I think he has to get paid. Like, I don't know what 120% of 31 and a half million is. I'm going to do it real quickly. Yeah. That's 20% thir- of a 120% of 31.5. Five million is thirty-eight million. So okay. it, it have to be a thirty-eight million dollar franchise tag in order to, I think, tag him again. 
And again, that's that's a lot. Yeah. Tag this as I, I'm not 100% sure how franchise tags work like 100%, but I believe that is correct. So it's like very expensive to tag him again. So, yeah, right. I agree. I think they'll get it done. And if they, and again, I don't know if you know this, but if they tag him, they can still negotiate and like work out an extension, right? Like right, even if they, they do can. it. So, yeah. Even if he's tagged by March 9th, which I think the deadline is, that's in five days from when we're recording right now, they can still work something out. So right. we will see. All right. We're going to move on. Oh, and sorry. The, the Cowboys, I think, have the 13th most cap space. Yeah. As I'm now. never going to understand the cap situation of how yeah. it works. It's I really tricky. want to, but it's so hard to understand. Yeah, it always seems like teams are in bad situations but there there's always restructuring that can get done to to pretty much get them who they want like the moment i realized i truly didn't understand this is when the rams signed cooper cup and robert woods because <laughs> i i was very invested in it as a van van jefferson dynasty owner i'm like oh, okay one of them's definitely going to be gone they don't right. have any money how are they going to do this they both get extensions through like 2023 so i'm like okay i'm giving up i don't really know how to I don't know. This is this is beyond me. Okay. All right. So now we're going to move on to the running back position. There are a lot of names. We chose three. Um, but first, we'll talk about Aaron Jones, who is probably the most uh, the one that's definitely got the most fantasy impacts, or the, yeah. probably the most talented of these of this group, right? If definitely. you're going to sign someone, you're probably you want Aaron Jones. And if with money aside, you'd want Aaron Jones. Right. And this is, I mean, everyone knows this. This is the toughest position to sign. A running it really back. is. Like I acting as the GM of like potential suitors for these three players. Like I didn't want to pay them. Like no one wants to pay a running back, but someone is going to. Um, right. Like if I'm a GM, like I, would I rather pay one of these guys 10, 12, 14 million? Or would I rather pay? I'd rather Najee draft a, Harris. Yeah. Or draft million. a second round running back or something. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I'd rather pay Najee Harris 2 million than Aaron Jones 14 million or something. Exactly. So, with that being said, where do you have Aaron Jones ending up? Uh, I feel like a lot of people aren't saying Green Bay. I don't know if you are one of those people, but what do you think? I'm one of those people because Green Bay, they don't have much money. Um, like they're uh they're bottom six in the league. I think they're twenty sixth in Yeah, they're they're like over the cap right now, so which again doesn't make sense. But I don't like that's why I don't they they can't feasibly sign Aaron Jones. However, <laughs> I have this quote here from an article. I forget where it is, but a According to ESPN's Rob Domofsky, uh, the Packers offered Aaron Jones a contract extension that would have made him among the top five highest paid running backs in the NFL on an average annual basis. By that metric, the contract would have given Jones an average of at least $12.5 million per season, which the Packers should not be allowed to do that. And that's a lot because making him no? a top... I guess he said no. I mean, can can he even No, he can sign with his current team. But he I guess he said no to that, which <laughs> I mean, I 
we still don't really know all the guarantees to what that report says because you didn't say that, but I didn't, yeah. But unless it was like there's nothing guaranteed or very little, then that doesn't make any sense to say no to that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like I don't, I think he's gonna test the. I mean, what do I know? I don't know what the what actual GM suitors are like, but I don't think the market for Aaron Jones. It shouldn't exceed twelve point five million a year, <laughs> right? Uh, and I I was listening to uh, Brodo Fantasy podcast today. Shout out to them. Uh, they made a good point. I mean, I really very soon I think we're gonna really start to see once running backs get off of their rookie contract, four year deals, five year deals are really gonna just become less and less frequent. I think we're. we're like, I think it makes a lot of sense to pay, like, a two-year deal. Like, that that makes a lot of sense, I feel like. So, I think they'll they'll definitely become less common uh, every year as we progress here. But we, right. we've been dancing around. Where, where do you have Aaron Jones landing? Uh, I got him going kind of random. I have him going to the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, I have him going to the Dolphins. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the Dolphins for $33 million, three years, which have- is below the $12.5 million, But I, as I said, I don't think the uh, – the market as will be that bullish on him. What do you have? I have four years, 48. I just have about, about, yeah. So you have 12 million a year. I have 11 million a year. Yeah. Dolphins are 11th in cap space. Um, so dolphins were a team, obviously that were right, right on the fringe of the playoffs. Um, couldn't quite get in. And miles Gaskin played well. Yeah, but I just see but them they use a replacement. throwing a huge bag at Aaron Jones and seeing and come come with us. We're right on the brink of contention, and them right. saying you can push us over the edge, and maybe he will. I mean, I think he he's definitely an upgrade over Miles Gaskin, and I don't know how that would exactly work out in in Miami in terms of the carries, uh, the how that would split out. But um, yeah, I, I think it's funny how we both said Miami. Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was random too, um, but the fit I they could um I if they draft Jamar Chase or Smith I just envision them picking a receiver at three, that would really help Tua, and that's a solid set of weapons. Like I think it's a pretty good skill position group if you have uh, Chase, Devontae Parker, Gasecki, Aaron Jones, and Gaskin. Like, that's pretty solid for Tua to work with in year two. Um, just got to... Offensive I mean, line is still bad, though. Offensive line is bad, yeah. They have to... They probably have to spend... I would envision them spending the remaining of their... Uh, of their money on a, on a free agent offensive lineman, maybe, or take that in the draft. Their defense was solid, from what I remember, they were a really high scoring. De- like the defense had a lot of points, um, but they they released Kyle Van Noy today. Do you see that? No, I, I saw that they didn't, and they were trying to trade him. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, they were they. The report yesterday they they released him, but then another report came out today that they were trying to trade him. I don't know, which that's really a bad move because teams kind of know you're gonna, you are willing to cut him. <laughs> You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. Um, That's kind of last thing on Aaron Jones. If he was in the if he went if he signed with Miami, 
where would you feel comfortable taking him next year in redraft fantasy leagues? I can't like his his value increase. I feel like it's kind of like it doesn't increase. It's not a I think it's a slight decrease. In, yeah, I was in terms of say, fantasy. Yeah, we're talking about because fantasy. A lot of lot of scoring opportunities in Green Bay. They have a much yeah. better offensive line. It's probably top seven in the league, maybe even top five. And that's true. The offensive line. Yeah. It's and a I just yeah, I think it's a slight decrease. So it's not awful though, because he's gonna get a lot of volume there. And like the I what I said, like I feel like the offense is gonna be flowing if this was their hypothetical position group. Um but yeah. A slight decrease. If he was in Green Bay, I'd probably consider him at the back end of the second. But now with Miami, probably honestly mid third. Sure. So that's, fair. that's just that's just that's off the top of my head. I don't have any ADP or running back rank- rankings in front of me. Uh, we'll move on to our next guy, which is Kenyon Drake. Uh, he is how old? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Uh, he's twenty seven. Twenty five. Oh, he's probably going to be 26 soon. I think he's 25. Um, so running back from uh, Arizona, and he got traded from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, what was that last year? Yeah, mid-season last year after uh, week eight. Right. So where is Kenyon Drake ending up, and how much money is he going to get? I have him going back to Arizona. Jeez, we're three for three. Okay. I've been going back to Arizona for two years, fifteen million. Wow. I have him for on a two year deal, but twenty million. Okay, so you have him getting I'm getting seven and a half. You have him getting ten. Yeah. Um okay. again, I if I were the Cardinals, I would definitely like I don't think I would sign him for uh ten million. Like that's a lot of money to give a running back who's not like an elite running back. Um he had just under a thousand yards and ten touchdowns last year, but didn't really do much in the receiving game. And he also didn't play a full season. He missed, I think, like two or three games. So yeah. he would have had over a thousand if he played a full season. But going back to twenty nineteen, like he really went on a tear that second half of twenty nineteen. So if you take his course of work over that, what is that like twenty two games? I'm sure that's um leverage that him and his agent are using to get a decent deal that's why i went with 10 um yeah i'd like him i'd like him in my contract i wouldn't really like him at your contract i agree i just i feel like i went a little more again i don't really have insider info on the cardinals but for some reason i have a feeling there's a good uh mutual relationship there and like kingsbury likes him a lot and they're gonna want him back so uh that's why I went with that. Cardinals are 15th in cap space, right in the middle of the pack in the league. Yeah. Um, so they're in an okay situation financially. Um, so we'll see. Next guy we're going to talk about is Chris Carson, uh, former seventh-round pick of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I don't know what he's making currently, but it's probably nothing at all. Very yeah. little. <laughs> seventh-round pick, yeah. He's not – I'm making more than him. I'm trying to find him on the list here of the yeah, he's eighty-fifth. He's making six six hundred thousand dollars. Guys that are making more than Chris Carson on an annual basis, Trenton Cannon, TJ Logan, 
Darwin Thompson, Ty Johnson, Travis Homer, Jordan Wilkins, Travion Williams, and Jalen Samuels. Oh, Jalen Samuels. So Chris Carson is due for a big pay raise. And what team? But how big? Yeah, how big will that be? And Seattle also said that they most, I think they're probably not going to bring him back. I think that's what they said. Right. Which I thought they really liked them there. So I was, I'm a little, I was a little surprised when that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, but where will Chris Carson end up? Ooh, I, I, I'm looking, and, I don't know why I chose this team, to be honest, in terms of their... Go ahead. Never mind. Uh, so, but judging off that, I feel like you chose a team that does not have a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I don't know I why they would make this move. It doesn't really make any sense, but I just, <laughs> I, I just pictured Chris Carson in this team's jersey, and I went with it. I mean, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't want to offer Chris Carson a contract. I feel like he's too injury prone for me. Um, I checked it. I mean, going back, if you look at his stats from each year, he's. I think besides his rookie year, which he only played like three or four games, he's going like the past three years. He's played like thirteen, twelve, and fourteen games, so like almost a full season. But I feel like there's a mix of like season-ending injuries there. So I feel like he is. There's a lot of tread on his tires. Um. So that's something to be cautious about. Uh, I have him going to the Jets. Okay, Jets have the second most cap space in the NFL. Yeah, the Jets. This was not. This is not a move I make. Not right. Which they have so much money to spend. They have so many holes to fill. Exact. Yes, they do. And you don't start with the running back position. You figure that out. That's the last position you figure. It would out. be dumb, but I think that's a dumb. Like it would. That's a Jets thing to do. To do something dumb, which. One, it's kind of double-edged sword because uh, I kind of justified this because they paid a running back big um, in Le'Veon Bell not too long ago. But then on the flip side, they kind of realized that it wasn't worth it. So maybe they'd be more tentative on signing running back too long. I mean, it's not that big. It's 24. I, the contract I had was $24 million for three years. That's still, it's $8 million a year, which is too much. Everything about that just sounds like I want to throw up. I have two years, sixteen million for Chris. Carson. So we have him at the same annual value at eight million. Right. Um. I didn't say what yeah. team I'm. I, I didn't say my team though. Oh yeah, what's the team? The Atlanta Falcons. They could use them. They could definitely use a running back because Gurley's definitely gone. Um. I know we didn't predict Todd Gurley, but guess where I have Todd Gurley going. A lot of people uh, are going to say out of the NFL. He might be out of the NFL. Um, he definitely not a starting pos- position, though. I'm going to Kansas City. Um, I feel like that's where all the old, decrepit running backs go. I mean, just Sean McCoy went there. Then McCoy. Le'Veon Bell goes there, and now it's going to be Todd Gurley. So they're just going to, and, and, I, and as, a, as a Clyde edwards Elaire dynasty owner, that wouldn't really scare me at all because I know Todd Gurley's not going to really take anything away from him so that's really just a he he might not even be the backup running back at that point it probably would either be daryl williams or damian williams so true right um yeah but we 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 didn't predict todd early um but yeah chris carson i'm going to atlanta falcons very yeah, bad I don't know cap how that situation <laughs> uh but he in terms of on the field yeah he'd be a much he'd be an upgrade over todd Gurley, and it, it just doesn't make any sense in terms of the the Falcon, like the direction of the franchise, 
maybe they still think they can like contend and that's why they, they, they would justify that move by saying, Oh, we're right there. We just need Chris Carson in the more solidified running game. But you know, they should probably look to selecting one of the quarterbacks or I don't know. This is just doesn't really make much sense. I don't really in hindsight know why I chose it. I just went with the the image in my mind of Chris Carson in the Falcons uniform. Okay. But it's 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 good that we're we both predicted the same annual salary for him, eight million. Yeah. So which is good for him because he's making less than a million right now. Next guy, uh, we're gonna sw- that's it for the running backs. Uh, we're gonna transition to some offensive linemen, two of the big probably the two biggest names from the offensive line that are out there on the open market. Uh, Trent Williams is the first guy we're talking about. Uh, 32-year-old left tackle, um, played with the 49ers last season. Uh, where do you have Trent Williams ending up? Kind of got a random one, but I like it. Um, the Chargers. That's good. I think a big that that's definitely a move they uh, – they should make because they are on the rookie quarterback salary um, four-year yeah. window right now, right. four or five-year window, and they are ninth in uh, cap space. Right. That's kind of exactly my thinking. Um, the deal I had was $42 million for three years, so that's just kind of the remainder of Justin Herbert's rookie contract. Um they really offensive line is really a need for them. I don't know exactly their left tackle situation on the top of my head, but I'm sure they can make it work. Uh, they had the worst offensive line per PFF last year, so uh, they definitely need to bring a veteran presence in Trent Williams. I mean, he's uh, he's been a Pro Bowler every year the past eight years, I think. Um, I think besides 2019, but he was this past year. Okay. Um, I think wasn't he hurt that year or something? Whatever, doesn't matter. But uh, but yeah, forty two million for three years. He's kind of old. You said he was thirty one, thirty two, So yeah, I think that's three years is like the most, the longest contract he should get. And at fourteen million a year, that puts him up there with like. Let me have this. I have this up. Uh, that's above his current contract at thirteen point two million. Yeah, he's in like the uh, top ten highest paid offensive lineman. So I have Trent Williams signing for three years, fifty four million. Wow. Okay, so, so that's like the highest paid. No, fifty four. That's eighteen million a year. So that's like the uh, Bakhtiari. And Laramie's Tunsil would be the two left tackles would be banking more. So he'd be the third highest paid left tackle. Is the left tackle just like a generally paid higher, like the highest paid offensive lineman? Yeah. Okay. Protects the quarterback's blind side. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't really factor that in. So, yeah, left tackle is. And I have him going to the team with the fourth most cap space, the Indianapolis Colts. That's interesting because... Didn't someone retire on their offensive line? Yeah, they just leave? lost Anthony Costanzo. Right. Uh, he just retired at, I think it was age 30, 31, something like that. So yeah, relatively I, early. I thought about putting him in the with the Colts. Colts are in a position that they, you know, they're a contending team. 
I don't really I, I think if I'm Trent Williams, I want to go to a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. He's got a lot of the personal accolades, you know, he multi-year pro bowler, very solid NFL career. And he's he's stuck in Washington for the large majority of his career. So he he wants to go to a team that's gonna win. And not that the 49ers can't, but um I just I think the Colts are a great fit. They, that is a great fit. They still have a good offensive line, even without Costanzo. So they just uh, continue to reinforce their strength for their team. Got to protect Carson Wentz. Uh, so, yeah, I this is a, I would keep keep bolstering up the offensive line if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and okay. then they they can, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think that was a good fit. So we'll go with that. Um. Next guy we're going to talk about in the last offensive lineman is Brandon Scherf. Uh, and where is he going to end up? I have him going back to Washington at uh, a $48 million deal for three years. So we're, we're almost exactly the same. I'm going back to the football team as well. Uh, four years, $61 million. So I have him for just under 16 so yeah i'm at 16 like i think I, I read in this a little bit i think there's just um there i think there's mutual interest on each side to to work something out they got money to spend um yeah it just makes too much sense for it not to happen right and you know it really kind of flips flipped in my opinion um what flipped the whole sentiment around washington the culture of Washington. I really feel like I know like ownership. What's his name? Snyder is still there, but um, I think Ron Rivera has really transformed this team, like making the playoffs in year one after this, like you feel like he walked into like, I don't know. It was like such a mess that he walked into last year and they made the playoffs and this defense is really good. Um, offensive line just, really good. I feel like this team, Offensive line is really good too. That's why I think he wants to come back. And um, this team is the definition of a quarterback away, don't you think? Yeah. Um, I'd quarterback say, and a wide receiver away. Yeah, wide receiver too, quarterback, and I'd say their secondary needs a little bit. I mean, the strength of their defense is the front seven, so maybe in the back end a little bit. Um, but yeah, great defense overall. And uh, but yeah, if you have a, if they got, I mean, I don't. I don't know who they're really looking at. I think I made a, I recently made a whole long list of who I think each starting quarterback is going to be for each team next year. Yeah. And I had the football team with uh, a quarterback competition between Tyler, t- excuse me, Taylor Henneke and Mitch Trubisky. Oh, that's gross. I mean, I like Taylor. He- is it Henneke? I thought it was Hein Heineke. Heineke. Like he was. Again, I've watched one game on him. Everyone's only seen one game on him, and he was he was fun to watch, and he looked good. But I mean, again, that's just one game, and I, as of now, I feel like he's just a a backup. Well, very. I mean, he kept them competitive against the Super Bowl champs, so it's a very competent backup. But I don't. I would not want him to be a starter. And Mr. Bisky, I, I don't want him either. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rumors. It'd be smart of them to get a try to move up and get Trey Lance or or someone or right. I I that's exactly what I was thinking. I think they're because what they have like the 18th pick around there, something like that. 
Um, I feel like they're a team that's going to trade up to get one of these top five quarterbacks. There's a lot of rumors linking Cam to go to the 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 football team just because I really just feel like that's because to reunite with Rivera. But I don't know. No one loves Cam more than I do. But if you watched him this year, granted he didn't have great weapons, but some of his throws, he just didn't look great. And I don't think he's – I would not be comfortable with him being my starting quarterback at this point in his career, which is not his fault. Honestly, Carolina really ran him to the ground. Like he, there's a lot of wear and tear in him too. So I don't know why we started talking about Cam Newton. Oh yeah. Cause of Washington, but right. um, yeah. Brand Scherf going Did back you to even the say what? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We both said that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the wide receiver group. This is probably this is definitely the most we have to talk about. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys we're going to mention. Um, but first and foremost, we're going to start with Allen Robinson. A lot of lot of lot of good receivers out there on the market, and Robinson definitely at the top of the list. Probably the best one. I think he is the best one available. I think he was out the best one. I just I feel like it's a I love Allen Robinson. I feel like it's the uh, it's a popular take to call him a top five wide receiver. I, I heard that today somewhere. I still don't really agree. He's great, but I just don't think he's a top five receiver. I mean, There's what so makes many good him receivers great, out there? I don't. The I don't most. Know. It is, yeah, but there's the most likable uh, trait of Allen Robinson is that he's quarter. Why didn't you say anything? Are you there? Sorry. I, I it kind of lagged out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Do you hear me? Yeah, I can. Uh, so I didn't really quite hear you, but I, I assume you talked about his poor quarterback play, correct? Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I did. It just lagged again. <laughs> Do you want to just end this meeting and start over, and then we'll just put the start fresh with Allen Robinson? Okay. All right. Oh, wait, it's got to download a computer. Yeah. Should we just keep going? Yeah, it seems to be better now. Okay. All right, move us along to Allen Robinson. Go. <laughs> Should I just start over with him? Yeah, just start with Allen Robinson. Go. All right, so now we're going to move on and talk about Allen Robinson. Um, he is two years from the Bears, right? Yep. Or three? Two. Two years. Okay. Um, so we'll see who he ends up now. Who do you have him going to? I'm sure you are heavily invested in this as uh, you recently acquired him in our Dynasty League. That is correct. Um, and... I'm honestly not that nervous where he goes because he's clearly been quarterback proof, putting up numbers with Blake Bortles, Trubisky, Nick Foles, probably Mike Glennon. I don't know. A myriad of Jabba the Hutt individuals. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. But I have him going to the Colts. Where he match again. Um, I would love him going to the Colts because uh, I don't know if we talked about. Did we react 
publicly to the Carson Wentz trade? I wanted to, but you didn't want to. I don't. I don't know. It was on the episode with Ryan Jeffrey. It was our mock draft episode. Okay. Like, we should probably mention Carson Wentz. You're like, well, oh. it just didn't fit in with the episode. But anyway, um, I was pretty critical of Carson Wentz this year, as many people were. Like, I didn't. I wasn't one to blame the situ, like the weapons or anything. Like, no, he definitely played bad. Like himself. Like it was all him. Um, maybe not all him, but whatever. Uh, I am very optimistic for his future because i mean he's not that far removed from an mvp type caliber player and i think a fresh start in a new situation reuniting with frank reich um who brought out the best in him in 2017 it's going to be great for him i i genuinely do think he's going to return to maybe close to what he was at his peak (laughs) at his peak in his second year in the league and Pairing him with Allen Robinson, that would, I'm, I would just, I'm excited. If that happens, that would be awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, that'd be great. If you're a Colts fan, pretty much what I said was signing Trent Williams and signing Allen Robinson probably have to be top of your wish list. Um, but you didn't say how much uh, he was going to sign for. I didn't. Uh, Sixty-four million for four years. Okay, I have. I also said the Colts as well, but I had four years, seventy-four million. Wow! So that okay. would make him the sixth highest-paid receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, and Michael Thomas on an annual basis. That's eighteen, eighteen, eighteen and a half million a year. That's definitely a fair rank, like where he should be. Yeah, and they have they have the fourth most cap space, so they have they a lot of blow. room to work with. Yeah. All right, who uh, – well, we have Chris Godwin next, uh, Super Bowl champion, coming off a pretty good year. Uh, I think he was out for a couple games, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, but he was. Where is Chris Godwin going to play next year? I think we're going to agree on this one too. Okay. Um, back to Bucks on a franchise tag. I also have Bucks on a franchise tag. We We've – Agreed. We've only disagreed on, on Trent Williams and, Chris, and Carson. Chris Carson. Wow. Okay. Um, but I mean, this is kind of obvious. It's been he's even admit said himself, like I'm willing to play on the tag to go back to war with my guys, is what he said. So yeah, and he also said another quote was, "Why would I want to make a lot of money and be miserable, or just make a little bit less money and?" be in a good situation he said something like that (laughs) yeah right he's still getting paid 60 million dollars a year these guys are way overpaid like this is just ridiculous how much money everyone gets in the nfl (laughs) i love the nfl but come on why are why, why are athletes like so like nitpicky over like two million dollars when they're getting when they're like deciding between like a a $15 million contract versus like a $13 million contract, you know, whatever. But Chris Godwin, if Chris Godwin, Godwin doesn't play on a franchise tag with the Bucks this year, I'll do something crazy because I feel like that's got to happen. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I were him, I don't know why you wouldn't, le- I, you, you would want to leave. Sorry. You wouldn't. Why you stay. wouldn't want to leave. Yes. Why would you should he should stay. 
He should say. <laughs> uh, but I mean, we'll get into it later on here. But the Bucks do have a lot of a lot of free agents. Going to be tough mm-hmm. for them to get all of them back. Um, so I feel like some someone's got to leave. Yeah. I mean, they can't really sign everyone. It's Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably a few others of, of significance as well that I'm forgetting. And they're 17th in cap space, so they're not, like, in the best situation. So they're going to have to work some magic. And and I guess I mean, we're not going to talk about Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski, so I guess I'll just mention it here. But I think both of them return, and it's going to be a cheap incentive-based deal. I definitely see that happening um, because I, they're I just – I don't think either of them want to go anywhere else. They don't want to not play with Tom Brady, both of them. But I think it's an in, in a hypothetical situation where it's Antonio Brown is definitely not going back to the Bucks. I am very interested to hear just to kind of hear thoughts of anyone on like what does he warrant and like what what kind of money is he getting? Like where does he go? You know, that's a very interesting discussion to have. But again, I agree with you. I think he's going to, Antonio Brown is just going to go back and play for cheap. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty wild. I, because you really have no, that's so hard to gauge. Like what? Antonio Brown is 32 right now. He's probably going to turn 33 in July. Sounds right. um, So if like Tom Brady retires, like Tom Brady's got to retire soon, so Antonio Brown wants to leave because I really wanted I really wanted him to test the free agency water just to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, but he'll be back. Chris God and we both have going back on the franchise tag. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to our next guy, Kenny Galladay. Um. Well, he. This is he's the reason why. Back when we were talking about Washington, I called him a quarterback away because I got him going to Washington. Oh, you have Kenny Galladay going to Washington? Yep. Oh, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Wow. Washington would be really set. I know. Like they should they should listen to me and do this deal. Like not, I mean, just sign these guys. Like re- retain Sheriff, bring in Galladay, and they're really quarterback away and like trade up trade up to get Lance or someone. Like that would be a pretty complete team and like I mean, I don't know. The NFC is really tough, but like, I they definitely be the favorite to win the, the NFC East, right? Or even, I don't know, trade for Sam Darnold. What do you think about that? That's true. That's something. Yeah. Uh, so how much money is Kenny Galladay going to get? Forty-three point five million for three years. Okay, so what is that? Fourteen point five million a year. All right. That's kind of cheap. Yeah, I mean he's really good. He I mean, that's like yeah. he was injured last year for the majority of the season. I think he only played like four games. Something like that. If that I think four games, but he produced in those four games. Yeah. Uh so Kenny Galladay, he played in four games and he had three hundred thirty eight yards, twenty catches and two touchdowns. He had like 14 fantasy points in every game, I think. Yeah, that's what I remember just looking at his season after after season ended. But like he could get more than that. That's like that's right around where Adams and Diggs and Robinson are all getting paid right now. 
Yeah, Adams is so underpaid. He is. But yeah, Galladay in 2019 led the league in touchdowns. True. So very good, very good receiver. Cable obviously being a number one wherever he goes, but it'd be like a 1A, 1B situation if he went to Washington. Yeah, that would be a pretty deadly duo. Right. Um, I have him getting tagged by the Lions, unfortunately. I saw rumors Fortunately about that. for him, though. <laughs> I, yeah. He wouldn't sit out, right? No, he'd play. <laughs> he would play, but, like, man, that situation is miserable. And, I mean, not to just talk about my fantasy team, but, again, I love DeAndre Swift, but that situation right now in Detroit's brutal. Because not only is the, the Lions cursed for not having fancy viable running backs, but, like, they lost their quarterback. <laughs> um, if Galladay's gone, is really only going to – and looks like Marvin Jones is gone too. Like, they don't have other weapons around. Tyrell that. Williams and Quintus Cephas. Yeah. <laughs> they have Hawkinson too, which I love him. But Danny Amendola, but he's also a free agent, and he's 36. <laughs> right. So – yeah, it's tough to play for Detroit right now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how where Kenny ends up. I'd say Detroit for one more year. I I don't know. I just read a couple things, and I, th- I thought that was probably the most likely scenario to play out. So that's yep. who I went with. Lions also a, a 24th in cap space. They're below the cap right now. Yeah, they don't have money. Not good. Not great. So, uh, I don't know. Like, they don't have much money. So, like, if they don't get Galladay in there somehow, then, like... they're I don't know what they're... Yeah. Yeah, they really can't... They can't really bring that... It's got to be someone cheap. Or draft someone. I don't know. All right. We're going to move on to a player very, very near and dear to our hearts. Um, You guessed it correctly. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Where, are you, where, are you, where, where are you gonna say? I don't have him coming back to the Steelers. I don't either. All right. Well, I've been saying it for a while, but I genuinely believe he will be willing to take a serious pay cut to stay in Pittsburgh. I really do, because. Well, hold on. Sound, well, let's let's backtrack so a little bit. What do you think? What is his? open market price in your opinion I feel like he could go for more than this but the deal I have Matt is 13 million a year I have him at 15 million dollars a year yeah he could I have three years 45 million I have four years for 52 million all right what team Jacksonville oh I'm going to the Las Vegas Raiders. They don't have money. Yeah, but they need a receiver. They do. Th- they do. They've been pretty linked. I, they, I, I heard rumors that they want him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just see it for some reason. Maybe it's because he had that good catch against the Raiders two years ago. Oh, I think he's going to the Jags because he had that good catch against the Jags two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just feel like the it's something the Raiders would do. It's just yeah. even though they don't have a lot of money, like I don't know. I feel like they've been on the look they've been on the search for that 
great worst receiver. They obviously spend very high draft capital on Henry Ruggs, and that didn't work out in the first year so far. And then they get Brian Edwards in, I think, the third round or something like that. So they've been really trying to find a good receiver. Um, I mean, obviously, Darren Waller is the best receiver, and he still would be even if Jimmy was there. Do you think they'd be nervous to bring in another former Steelers wide receiver? Who you? Oh, Antonio Brown. I forgot. Um, no, I think this one would work out. I think Juju would do well there, to be he honest. He would, yeah. Um, I don't know. I still see him. Like, you don't see players, like, do what he's – This is, I'm going to make an argument why he's going to be back in Pittsburgh, even though we don't have any money. First off, Ben restructured his deal. You saw that today. Yeah, we're now on the right side of the cap. Yeah. Um. So, what was I going to say? Like, you don't see players be so vocal about wanting to come back and really loving a city. I know it really sounds childish for me to say say all this and make this argument, but, like, he really wants to be back, and he has a great rapport with all the other receivers. And, like, I – a lot of people probably don't think so, but this the team genuinely loves loves them and like they I don't know. We don't have money, but like I just really see them gonna try hard to work something out. Uh what what do you think we could or would mm-hmm. offer him? Cause we, we just said our his market value is probably thirteen to fifteen million. I had him at fifteen, you had him at thirteen. I think that's probably fair of like what his maximum contract could look like at another team. What do you, you think we will? Cause we, we also don't have a history of extending receivers or signing receivers past their like really into, I know he's very young. He's we only do. like what? 24. So on the second contract given into receivers, we usually don't do that because we're historically very good at drafting receivers, probably the best in the NFL. So we just always find guys. No, look in recent history, we don't, maybe we don't have that. We don't have the history of paying receivers, but we do like Heinz Ward was a steal for a long time. We extended Brown's a steal for a long time too. We know how that ended up, but um, we're going to get him for 8 million a year. 8 million. Oh man. I guess he can make almost double that somewhere else. I don't know. And again, I'm an idiot. So, like, what what's the difference between getting eight million to fourteen million to me? But I feel like he's kind of an idiot too. He's he's kind of like me. But I think we'd be good friends. I don't know. I I think that's just too much to take a pay cut. Like, if it was three or four, I think I could see him maybe doing it. But like, he could almost double his money somewhere else. He also lives in an apartment above Chase Claypool in the South Side, so they're pretty close. That makes all the difference, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, wait. Can you tell me how Juju can dress better? <laughs> nice. I was wondering <laughs> where you were going to go. <laughs> I totally forgot that he dresses pretty poorly. Where can he get a wardrobe to match his new hair? Yeah, he has uh, blue hair now. Yeah. And maybe he could get a blue tuxedo. Where? Where can he get one? At Mr. T's Tuxedos, of course. Nice. Uh, do you... Hogline Nation, or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, 
we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, Pennsylvania, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philadelphia, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that the Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with any inquiry and to take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit their website, mrtstux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. Hear that, Juju? Sign a new deal with the Steelers and a brand new tux. We will, Juju, we will, we will give, we will purchase a Mr. T's tuxedo just for you. If you stay. Yeah, I'll do that and a lot more if you stay. And a lot more. So there's our pitch. Um, so you will get, yeah, whatever the Steelers are offering you plus all that. So just, just consider your total compensation package when, when you're making your decision. There you go. All right. So our next guy on the docket here is Mr. Will Fuller. He got suspended for the final what, six, games, six games of the season. I think it was six games. I know he played in Thanksgiving, so it was definitely after that. Um, where's Will Fuller? Mr. Uh, sorry, excuse me, former Notre Dame alum. or He's, he is a he's still an alum. He's, <laughs> he's still, still an alum. alum. He didn't get uh, denounced by the school after his PED suspension. Still a Notre no. Dame alum. Where is he going to play football in 2021? Um, Baltimore. Okay. Uh, I saw the report that Baltimore is not pursuing the top receiver for agents, and uh, names that came out were Robinson and Galladay. Who knows how true that is, but um, they definitely need another receiver to pair with Brown, I think. So why not Will Fuller? They're different receivers. Um, it could be a good fit. I have them so fast. They are fast, yeah. Um, I have them going thirty-three million for three years. All right, so you have eleven mil a year. Uh, what do I? Oh, I have a lot more for him. Oh, okay. I have him signing for. Let me do the math. I just well, I just think 16.5 that sixteen point five a year. I think with his injury history and coming off this PED suspension, that could hurt his value a little bit. Yeah, I um, I think that makes a little more sense. I think sixteen point five might be a little high. What I said, I think maybe twelve to fourteen would be a little bit more appropriate. But okay, I guess he's getting sixteen point five according to me. Four years, sixty-six million dollars, and here's the reason why I did so much. It's the New York Jets. Um, okay, they're, they're willing to overpay. I just know they are. I have a feeling. They are. They have the second most cap space. They have a lot of money to spend. They need weapons. I mean, they need everything. So, why not give it with Will Fuller? He's only how old is he? Like twenty six, seven. Right. So I mean, he has time to develop with a with a quarterback. Whoever they bring in, he'll be twenty seven at the start of next season. So whether that's Sam Darnold still, who's still very young, or rookie quarterback. Or Deshaun Watson. Maybe him and Watson will reunite in New York, even though they're still currently on the same team. So true. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like none of like is Houston ever gonna get a free agent to sign with them ever again? I feel like they never no. will. No. <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's bad. I feel like it's just known around the league how bad that situation is. So there'll be no free agents there. Yeah. Uh, so I have them going to the Jets because uh, they desperately need weapons and they have a lot of money to spend. So I think they'll just they'll just throw a bunch of money at them. Yeah. Next guy we're going to talk about is Curtis Samuel. I really, really like this fit where I have him going. Yeah, I um, I was interested to have this like a see where you stand on Curtis Samuel. There's a lot of guys that I like the lower name free agents like Curtis Samuel. Like, I feel like there's a lot of varying opinions and like varying value points on where these guys stand. Um, I like my fit a lot. I uh, I went Curtis Samuel to the Patriots. How much? Uh, thirty-six million for four years, nine million a year. Okay, I have him only at five million dollars a year. Wow. Okay. Not because he, I think he's worth more than that. I think he's probably worth seven to nine. Just the team that he's going to can't afford that. Yeah, I have him going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, just because the Chiefs really like fast guys. Clearly, yeah. Tyreek Hill, Nicole Harmon, Curtis Samuel, and I think just I think Andy Reid would love to have a guy like Curtis Samuel. He's so diverse. He can. There's so many ways you can get him the ball. He can. Yeah. He he took carries away from Mike Davis this year. Yeah. So I could take carries away from Mike Davis though. And the Chiefs are the third, fourth worst in terms of cap space. I mean, in this scenario, I see them not bringing back Sammy Watkins and just kind of replacing him right. with Curtis Samuel. I know they're right. different, but I just think he'd, he'd be an upgrade over Sammy Watkins. Like, yeah. I, I just think like that fit would be so Andy Reed would just get the absolute most out of Curtis Samuel. I know Joe Brady offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. He utilized him really well this past season and he had a great year, but I think he'd be even better. That's not a knock on Joe Brady, but I just feel like, the Chiefs would just – I think that would be a great fit. I just thought of that, and I just thought that was a great one. That would so be a great fit, five, yeah. Five million a year, I think maybe he'd be willing to take a little bit less to win a Super Bowl ring. I uh, I could see that happening. I just really like the fit in the Patriots because I feel like he's a gadget player that Belichick would love. Like, like I mean, a gadget player is kind of like a – I feel like, like it's like jab. more of a disrespectful right. kind of term. But he's, but he's like a glorified – gadget player like i don't know i see him like fitting well with bill check but the the patriots got a ton of money to spend they're like fourth in the league or something like that they really need to get third they're third in cap space but like i don't you feel like can't you just envision bill belichick sitting in his office and like just being so like not impressed with any of these free agents and be like, I'm not going to pay that guy. Or like, you know, like I could <laughs> no. just see him doing that, but like, he's got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's going to play quarterback for the Patriots next year? That's a good question. In my projections. Yeah. Because I made that big list of who's going to play at each one. I had a uh, Garner Minshew. Be a trade. <laughs> I don't know. Because I didn't, I I initially had Sam Darnold going to the Patriots, but then I realized that 
in division in division trades like rarely happen. So that's not gonna I doubt the Jets would deal him to the Patriots. Um Trubisky or Gardner Minshew? I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He's also, Cam good. Newton's going to the Bears. That's that uh, was another one of my projections. To start? In a competition with Nick Foles. You got to release this list. I want to see it. All right. I'll, 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 I still have to work some things out. but Finish it and release it. Okay. All right. Um, so, Curtis Samuel, I really like that fit in the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the Patriots also need weapons, so good for him there. Good for Bill Belichick. Uh, last receiver we have before move. Oh, um, not just – I forgot about the tight end. So, um, Corey okay. Davis is next. Yeah, another interesting guy to talk about where he's valued. Because um, he had a very disappointing – he was a top five pick. Very disappointing first four years or first whatever years. And he had a pretty solid season last year. Would have had over 1,000 if he played a full season. Um, I have him valued at ten million a year. I have him valued at twelve. Okay, we're pretty close. To where? So I have him going to the Baltimore Ravens. I have him going to the Jets. Who'd you have go? Did you have someone go to the Jets? We Will just Fuller. had Will Fuller and Corey Davis swapped. I had we Fuller on the Jets. You had him on the Ravens. I have Davis on the Ravens, and you have um him on yeah. the Jets. I don't know. Jets got money to spend. Spend it on Corey Davis. <laughs> right. I and I had the almost same exact thought uh, process when I said Corey Davis to the Ravens is because I also saw the same report how they're not interested in pursuing one of the top guys. So, you know, th- they'll save a little bit of money because I'm sure those top guys are going to cost 16 to 18 million, and they'll sign Corey Davis for. Um, like 10 to 12 million and i have him four years 48 million okay so and yeah Corey davis had a solid year uh and it's again not worth where he was selected in the draft but i don't know he could maybe still make a solid career out of his out of himself and yeah i initially had him going back to tennessee but i changed my mind at the last second because i just i don't know i don't really see I see Tennessee's trying to spend money on a pass rush or somewhere else in their defense because their run their run defense was awful. They didn't they generated, I think, the bottom five of the league in sacks. So I just don't really see them like reinvesting in him. And we'll also talk about John o. Smith in a second here. Um so yeah, I they just, don't they don't have much money either. That and just yeah, I I just see them more sticking to the identity of Henry and I know yep. Tannehill's really good, and obviously they have A.J. Brown, who's a top. Say a number. What Top what? Top what? Top what? I was going to say five, but I feel like that's a little ambitious. But I just think he's so good. Like He is very good. I I mean, I I was all over A.J. Brown last year, and I think that paid off. Yep. Agreed. Uh, I think I had him in three out of my five. Well, I only went four redraft leagues. I had him three out of four of my redraft teams. I got him in Dynasty. Oh, Yeah. And I, I'm gonna be right there again. I've looked at, I've already, I'm already, I do mock drafts every day already still, and it's February. Uh, and it's I, March. I think that, sorry, yeah, you're right, March. We're four days into March. I guess that makes it a little bit better that it's March. Yeah, but I was doing them every day in February, so it doesn't matter. And he's like, 
I think the eighth or eight, nine or tenth receiver off the board, and I still think that's too low. I'd rather have I I think DK's ranked like four spots ahead of him. I'd rather have AJ Brown. I'd rather have AJ Brown over, I think. I kind of view them as equal. I think he'd be my fourth receiver. I think I'd rather have the only people I take over him next year are Adams, Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. Jefferson. I'd rather I'd rather have AJ Brown over everyone but those three guys. Even over Stefan Diggs, over Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, I'd rather have him over everyone. I mean, you can I, make I yeah, you can make an argument for that. Michael Thomas. I love Michael Thomas too because he's on my dynasty team, and I, I bought him just because I think he's gonna have a great year as well. But I still rather have AJ Brown. So okay, and I I think that he should be. I think he should be the second if you're doing a dy- I I know we're really going off of a tangent here. Because we started with Corey Davis and we really spiraled. But if you're doing a dynasty startup draft, I think AJ Brown should be like a top three receiver off the board. So you're taking him over who? You said you either top four in redraft. You said you'd take Adams, Hill, and who? DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins over him. Which one of those three are you taking over him in dynasty? I guess Hopkins. Hopkins. Maybe even Devontae Adams. No, no, no. Devontae Adams is only like 20, what? Seven? Eight? Eight. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Tyreek Hill's the number one dynasty receiver. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, yeah. He is. I don't know. What's... We're 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 on a tangent. We're gonna get back on track here. We're going. Let's get off the tangent. Let's go to the defensive players. I should we just stick with the tight ends? Finish off the offensive side. Okay, well, let's finish off offense. Where you have Hunter Henry going? Yeah. So there's only two really big tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, and I just I don't really have. I mean, I guess I have somewhat of a rationale behind this, but I've just this is another one of a jersey pick where I envision this guy in the team's jersey. Like I did okay. with Chris Chris Carson, but I guess it does make sense because this team has money, and um, they need weapons. It's the New England Patriots. I thought about that. What's the deal? Three years, twenty-seven million, and nine nine million a year. Okay. I just haven't tagged again. Going to the Chargers. Back to he was tagged this past year, correct? Yeah. Okay. With a ten ten point one million dollar franchise tag to the Chargers. All right. Just because I kind of don't see him go, like, I can't envision him elsewhere. Um. I don't know. Nine million years fair, I guess, for him. I just feel like he could have produced a little more. Maybe he did in the blocking, like the blocking part of the game. I don't know. I, He's I a good. He's an above average tight end. Yeah. By a little bit. Yeah. He's like a I'd say he's like a ten to fifteen kind of range tight end. Sure. I I think I don't know. And I I just think that maybe the Patriots want to get back to the ways of Gronk. I know that's humongous shoes to fill prime Gronk. You can't ask Connor Henry to do that, but yeah. Uh I mean they don't want to have Whatever, Devin Asiasi out there, and whoever the other guy was. 
I forget his name, but they drafted him last year. Dalton Keene? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so okay, they want an upgrade there. They need to upgrade somewhere. And like you said, I mean, I Belichick and they're not they're not gonna. I not there's no way they get like a Galladay or Robinson or even a Fuller or a Juju. Like it's gonna be like a low end guy or even Hunter Henry or yeah. So that's what I went with. Oh, you okay? You had Chargers back on the franchise tag. Yep. Uh, all right. Who do you have Janu Smith going to? Uh. Seven million a year. I have seven million. Fourteen million for two years. I have three, four years, twenty-eight million. To the Cardinals. Okay, I'd like. I'd, I'd be in favor of Kyler Wep, Kyler getting uh, some more weapons. I just have him replacing Hunter Henry in Los Angeles. Okay. So the the Chargers save a couple million a year. Um. Him in Arizona would be interesting. I mean, Fitzgerald's going to retire, so I envision them maybe drafting a receiver, or that could be supplemented with bringing in, signing a Johnny Smith. Um, I don't know. Kind of random, but it could be a cool fit. Yeah, I, I definitely would welcome it. I mean, I just want the Cardinals to – the Cardinals are probably my second favorite team, to be honest. I mean, I don't know if it's, they are. It's just – Kyler Murray is like my favorite player that's not on the Steelers. So I guess it's not really the Cardinals, but I just, I always, I'm very interested in the Cardinals because, like, I don't know. Like, I was happy that JJ Watt signed there just because I, I don't know. I, I like them because of Kyler. Right. You, you want a bad defense to help so Kyler can get more fantasy points. I also want to see him do well. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I'm not too worried because his rushing ability makes up for everything in fantasy. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, Johnny Smith. That, that I'd like that. Uh, I'd have him just going to the Chargers. Um, they also have a lot of money, but they take a slight discount because I think Hunter Henry will go for more on the open market. Um, so yeah, that's that's who I have. We're gonna move on to the defensive side of the ball. We have six guys to talk about as we close out the show here. Um, we have five guys. Oh, you're right. Sorry, five guys. You're you're correct. First guy is Shaq Barrett, 28 years old. I think he was undrafted. I think that's correct. So, really proving the doubters wrong. And he, he actually has two Super Bowl rings. He won one with the, the Broncos in 2015. I saw that earlier today. Mm. So, he won his second Super Bowl championship at age 28. So, congratulations, Shaquille. Nice. Uh where is he going to end up? He was tagged last year, right? By the yep. Bucks. After leading the league in sacks. So where is he Is he going to resign? Where is he going to go? He is signing with the Jags. Oh, I have him going back to Tampa Bay. How? I don't know. Spoiler alert, also have Levante David going back to Tampa Dude, Bay. Dude, no. How? <laughs> and also Gronk. And also, Antonio Brown is Fournette gone? Fournette's gonna go. All right, he's the one. He's the one that's gonna go. <laughs> he's the one. Um, I don't know. Some sprinkle some cat magic on there, and they'll get it all figured out. I have four years, sixty million dollars. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I have him for fifty-one million for three years. That's seventeen a year. Fifteen million a year, back with the Bucks. We're gonna go to Levante David. What's his deal? Three years, forty-eight million dollars. Sixteen million a year. I have him joining Shaq Barrett on the Jags. Oh. Forty-five million for three years. That's fifteen. Nah, they're gonna they're gonna be able to work it out with at least one of them. What kind of money do they have to spend? They're like, they're I think they're like fourteenth or something. They have eleven million. Yeah. No. They're gonna get. They're gonna. They're gonna work it out with Shaq Barrett. David is uh, in his thirties. Maybe, maybe we'll get one of them. He's older than I thought he was. Who? Levante David. Yeah, he's thirty-one. I didn't realize that. I thought he was younger. No, he wants to be a top-paid middle linebacker. I think he said he wants the be, he wants to be the highest paid middle linebacker. I think that I think that I don't really know this, but I think they'll probably prioritize Shaq Barrett. Probably because they got Devin White. They also have like a bunch of other guys. Edge, like also, Sue's a free agent. I think he's gone. Who is Nadamakan Sue? Okay. If <laughs> so many guys to resign, um, but. Let's just go back to my hypothetical of the Jags getting Shaq Barrett and Levante David. Like, that would be – they got so many holes in that defense and so much money to spend, and I could really see them wanting to reclaim their identity as this defensive powerhouse. I mean, just signing Shaq Barrett and, and Levante David is not going to do it, but those are pretty valuable cornerstones they could have. Bring in Trevor Lawrence – also, as I said, bring in Juju, like Juju, Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Robinson, Trevor Lawrence. Still got to fix the old, need some O-line help. Shaq but, Barrett and Josh Allen would be great. Yeah, that's what I, that too. Like having that duo off the opposite ends and the defense being centered by Levante David, like that's a lot of good pieces there. And then also... I mean, we said Lawrence is going to be their first pick. They have the 33rd pick in the draft. So, like, that's a pretty high, valuable pick they could spend on their O-line. There's, I mean. Their O-line, I, it wasn't great, but I think it played better than expected last year. I think sure. they were, like, towards the middle of the pack. So, I don't know. I think. Yeah, things are definitely looking up at Jacksonville. I think when we discussed it on the mock draft episode, I really think they could win seven games next year. But it's still, we have to see who they, like, we, we just named hypotheticals of them. Right, I'm say, saying oh. like, if I were the GM and I was able to manage all, like, these three players, get them in, like, I don't know. If that happens, there's a lot to be excited about with Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. All right. So Jack has them teaming up in Jacksonville. I have them both staying somehow miraculously, with Tampa Bay. Let's talk about someone else who the Steelers need to reassign. It's Bud Dupree. How much money is he going to command? I know he's coming off of an ACL tear. Um, what, are we going to be able to bring him back or no? No. I don't think so either. I have him going to the Patriots. Because I think what I, the narrative I paint about Bill Belichick, I feel like he'd be willing to do that for a productive defensive player. 
be willing to pay forty-eight million for three years. Sorry, what was that? Forty-eight for three. Yeah. I have four years, sixty-five. Okay, same so, value, pretty much. What is that? Sixteen. Sixteen point two five. You have them. Oh, where? Okay, uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> okay. I know we just got done talking about them, but I think uh, him and yeah, they, him and Josh Allen on the opposite ends would be would be just as good. Right. So I I thought that that's yeah. I mean, we're just not gonna we can't really compete with that. No. We so can't. it'll be interesting to see if people consider the injury with him how that's much true. money he's gonna get. I think I mean he's still relatively young. And I think people will be willing to make that investment because edge rushers, uh, outside linebackers slash edge is, uh, and he's really ascending. Obviously he had a slower start to his career, but really ascending over the past two seasons. And he's right. Assuming he's going to, he can come back healthy and strong. He's going to be right entering his prime over the next two or three years. Yeah. So sucks to see him go. It really does. And if for some reason, we, if somehow we can bring him back, Obviously, that'd be amazing, but I don't really see it happening, realistically. Yeah. All right, we have two more guys to talk about. Yannick Ngakwe. He's had a very one. interesting start to his career. He's on three teams in the past season. Oh, do you hate him? Is he worthless to you? Yeah, he should get paid like Chris Carson money. <laughs> Current Chris Carson money. 600000 a year. Uh, no, I have him going for quite a lot. Five years, $80 million. And I don't think he's worth that. That's yeah, $16 I have, million. For, I have for $12 million a year. I, I, wouldn't, I would not pay him $16 million a year. I wouldn't either. Um, where? You go first. Jets. He's such a Jets player. Just causing problems everywhere. Ah, so you do believe in the multiple teams a year. I believe it for him because he has been so public, like so outspoken against when he was on the Jags. He was on the Jags like less than a year ago. (laughs) Was it like he got traded beginning like in like the end of summer, like in the summer, right? Yeah. He was on the Vikings and the, the, he was going to be on four teams within a calendar year. But I mean, I'm not buying into your theory. I just really think it's true in this case. He is kind of a problem. Sorry, but, I didn't say I haven't going to the. And again, they don't have a lot of money, so I don't know how they're going to do this. He's going to the Bucks. He, <laughs> he's going to the Bucks. No, he's going to the Tennessee Titans. Um, they had 19 sacks last year, which is third worst in the NFL. Yeah, that's not a lot. 1.2 a game. So. I know he's 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 good. He's not great in my eyes. He's had eight sacks every year. Yeah. So I feel like he fits that Jadavian Clowney type mold that they're looking to get. Sure. So yeah, a lot of money. A lot of money going to him. All right. Last guy we have is Justin Simmons, the only secondary player we have here i haven't gone back to denver same because i for, think for a lot of money there's been uh 
mutual agreements on each side would reunite. You say a lot of money you have him for? Mm-hmm. I think I have him for a decent amount of money. A modest, a modest amount at $44 million for four years. I have him getting Yannick and got way type money, which is $16 million a year. Aren't, like, the market for safeties, is it really that high? No. <laughs> Would that make him the highest paid safety in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to be the highest paid safety in the NFL. Like, substantially, by, like, $2 million. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nah. Buda Baker, $14.75 million a year. Oh, okay. He's going to reset the market. Justin Simmons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe 11 a little too low because he's at he's his last year 11.4. So I don't think he's going to get less than what he... So maybe he's going to go for like 12 or 13, but 16 is a lot. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos gonna, do have money to spend, though. He's going to be the highest paid safety in the NFL. He was... He's uh, good, like. He had a Pro Bowl season, but like I don't know. He's good. He's a good player. He's good. He's good. Broncos. Uh, I don't know. They're kind of just a middling franchise. Meddling. Meddling. Oh, they're in the middle. Okay. Well, I don't know. You know the word I'm trying to say. Very kind of mediocre. Yeah. Like I don't know. How can you just take yourself seriously? We're gonna have Drew Locke going the season with him. Yeah, I know. We heard from their GM. He's a he's a weirdo. <laughs> I know he just misses his friends. <laughs> He's really enjoying the whole Zoom thing. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, anyone else? I guess we didn't really prepare for anyone else. But is there anyone else that you can think of that you're interested in to see where they go? No, there's a bunch though that like I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I know we kind of awesome. sprinkled in. Uh, like I said, Todd Gurley. We talked about. We talked about Antonio Brown. Um. Cam Newton. We really kind of sprinkled in some other ones in there. Who who are the receivers? I know we we were definitely you sent me a whole long list of people. Yeah, there's just a bunch of like discrep like I feel like there's a lot of discrepancies, like varying values you can give these guys that like but again, you can't talk about everyone. T.Y. Hilton, where's he gonna end up? Ah, uh, no, that's one like I am so such a non-believer in T.Y. Hilton at this point in his career. I feel like he's just too washed up and not reliable to stay on the field. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I, if any, I would not pay him nearly what he probably wants if I were any GM. Yeah, you're probably right. How about, uh, well, James Conner. One, one, oh. one. That's tough. When we talk, we've talked about this recently. I think he's coming back. Yeah, I mean, he's being like kind of cryptic on Twitter, and a lot of like people are saying like it's he's not coming back, like because of like some comment that uh, Colbert said, Steelers GM. I think he just said like acknowledged that he's a free agent or like he's his contract is up, and now everyone interpreted that as like oh we're not bringing him back. I thought he Which, said the, the run game needs to improve. Maybe, but like, I from a Steelers perspective, I will first off, Connor it has the talent to be a start like a good solid starting running back. He's just not the, uh, not reliable health wise. So I would love to have him back. 
but also draft like a running back in the second round. Um, I think that'd be a very, very good rushing attack. Devontae Williams and James Conner. That That's what great. I kind of envision in my head, but um, I don't think he's going to warrant that much in the open market and like maybe willing to. What are we going to sign him for? Because I think he'll be back and you think you share the same sentiment as well. What what will, what is it? What is he going to go for? Four million a year. Yeah, I think I think I would I would do that. Like I don't see teams paying other teams paying much more than that, and I feel like he'd be willing to take him above him more than Juju to take a pay cut to stay here because obviously everyone knows his story. He's local. <laughs> He's from about hour and a half north of here, Pittsburgh. Went to Pitt. His old story with he's very connected to the, the Pitt and the whole city, and obviously drafted by the Steelers. Like I don't know, he belongs in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think he'll be back as well. Sorry, I know we said last one with Connor, but also interested for Leonard Fournette because I said he's not coming back to the. That's tough because like a year ago he was worthless, but now he's kind of not worthless. <laughs> and I have, a, uh, I have a team. Who? The Seahawks. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. Paying them what? They don't have money to spend. I'd say, I mean, from their perspective, I mean, I guess maybe because in my mind, like, why wouldn't you just like pay Chris Carson to come back? But I guess Fournette will probably be a little bit cheaper, right, than Chris Carson. So I guess that would be the logic behind that, right? Right at the top of my head, I'm thinking, like, seven. Seahawks are two spots above us in cap space. So they have, like, five. Seven? I uh yeah, I think that's probably appropriate. Um yeah. So we'll see. Free agency is gonna start in probably about a week and a half. So it's very exciting to see and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cam Newton's going to the Bears too. So <laughs> I already said that, I think. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Um we have we're we're lining up a guest for next week's episode, um, so hope, stay tuned for that. Uh, also, our March Madness pool will be back after it didn't happen last year, um, so um, stay tuned for that. And we will send out some details soon. The selection Sunday is two Sundays away. It's ten days away from we're recording right now. And I'm very excited. Rutgers probably needs another win to get in. So we'll see. Good luck. 13 and 10 right now. One regular season game left in the Big Ten tournament. So I'm very nervous, to say the least. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Follow the show at Hogline Podcast on Instagram. And we will catch you next time. See you.